0: John and I are getting ready to do three weeks uh, on the topic of uh, gratitude and its importance in Christian life. And um, on the face of it, the passage that was just read may have been a strange choice for a sermon on gratitude. It doesn't mention uh, Thanksgiving at all, specifically. And there are other passages that do very clearly. Um, yet I chose this passage because ever since it became one of my favorite ones as probably a teenager, it has had the effect, when I've heard it, of making me think more deeply about all the things that I should be attentive to, for which I could be grateful. So Jesus is talking in this passage, and it sounds like he's mostly telling us not to be worried or be consumed with worry, not to let it distract us from the main purpose in life, which is to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness. But you know how sometimes when um, you want to point out to someone a difficult truth, you don't come at it directly, or talk directly about them, you kind of come at it indirectly and talk about other things. I think therapists work on that technique. Um, And I think that Jesus is doing just that in this passage where he talks about birds and lilies and not worrying. And let me just say a bit more about that. So Jesus is talking about don't worry, take a look at the birds. And um, they don't sow it, toil, and they don't sow, and they don't reap, and they don't harvest, and makes it sound like they don't work. I, I think birds would probably disagree. Um, if you've watched a bird really work on getting a worm out of the soil, I think they think they're working pretty hard. But Jesus' point is, not so much on the bird's activity, but on what he points out is the bird's relative insignificance, lack of value compared maybe to people. And so Jesus uses an example of the bird getting what it needs from the gifts of the earth that are there around, uh, because he wants us to think about how God's creation is at work providing for creatures great and small. And then he goes on and talks about lilies. Now, if you've uh, walked around this neighborhood, you're very aware of flowers as being cultivated things, carefully cultivated, mulched, watered, um, and beautifully arranged. But I think in Jesus' setting, he's thinking more of flowers that kind of spontaneously spring up in the wild and are there and extremely beautiful and then don't last for long and are gone. And those gifts of creation show God's beauty and show that God can take care of providing in creation without all of our work and striving. And they're short-lived. They're here for a little while and they're thrown away. And again, we're much more valuable. God provides for them. We shouldn't worry. On one uh, hand, this sounds like a passage that people who are planners and organizers and very proactive would not like. Uh, It makes it sound like, don't worry, be happy, don't make plans, don't work hard, everything will just fall into place. And I don't think that that's his main point. I think he's trying to help us change the way we look at the world around us and to see in it the giftedness, the things that we easily overlook and take for granted. So um, this is, you're a bit far off. By the way, balcony people, they'll, you'll be there a few more weeks, but it is cool, hot air rises. Um, so how many, what do you see in this picture? Okay, someone sees a duck, someone sees a rabbit, someone sees a rabbit and a duck. Yeah, so you've all seen these things where, uh, actually today, there's a, an aural equivalent of it, of it, right? Is it Laurel or is it Yanny? I just found out that John only hears Yanni. I only hear Laurel. Um, in this picture, uh, I was looking for one of those examples of how uh, your perception and what you're looking for influences what you see. And uh, yesterday in my yard, there was a bunny that I was keeping my eye on because I was worried about whether or not it was sick, because it wasn't hopping away from me fast like they normally do. And uh, since I was watching the bunny on and off all day, I had bunnies on my mind. And when I started looking for these images, this popped up and I thought, "I I don't see two things here, I only see bunny. My my eyes were trained on seeing bunnies last week, and that's all I saw. I couldn't even see the duck until I checked again underneath the caption that said, this was one of those things where you should be seeing both a duck and a bunny. And I think Jesus was aware that what we get used to seeing, what we look for, Influences is very much what we see. And I think the teaching about not worrying is trying to catch us off guard to make us start looking for the blessings, the good things that are happening around us all the time that are so easy to take for granted. In fact, I think oftentimes we do not recognize good blessings that are provided for us even from the magnificent creation until we feel somehow that they're imperiled. I've been uh, drinking water all my life and and swimming in lakes and and enjoying uh, showers and cooking and I have never really given very much thought at all to to what an incredible blessing it is to be around abundant water. So I started hearing the stories out of Flint, Michigan about lead and the supply, and then I started seeing uh, algae blooms in Lake Erie that were getting larger and larger. And it made me, made me realize, because it felt like it was scarce, that actually there was something It was an incredible blessing available to me all the time that I was just taking for granted. Diana Butler Bass wrote a book called Grateful, uh, and she notes in the beginning of the book that there were uh, a poll taken of a broad swash of the American public. And one of the main things that there is consensus on about spiritual values among Americans is that 80% of the people feel uh, grateful, uh, feel like they experience a sense of gratitude. But she said, you know, when we look at the world, I'm not sure how well that translates into actually living gratefully, how much that translates into uh, people living out of a sense of appreciation. And so she wrote the book so that she could test herself and make herself work on shifting her perception from things being attentive to what seems scarce, what seems in threat, to also taking into account what is good right before our eyes and being grateful for it. Um, My mother has uh, Alzheimer's, which is about forgetting, (laughs) Uh, that's part of it her Alzheimer's is getting worse. And um, she goes to a a very nice adult daycare three days a week and um, unfortunately, although she forgets so many things, she perseverates or she'll obsess about sometimes scary things. And um, it's troubling. And uh, in order to try to help her make the transition to getting in the car and actually being willing to go to the adult daycare because there's, there's someone there that she uh, kind of obsesses and perseverates about and, and um, trying to help her find the way to get in there with a good attitude and, and make the transition pleasant. I learned how to download iTunes, which I hadn't learned before. And I tried to find all of the songs from the 40s and 50s back farther in her memory, which would be more vivid for her, that have all these positive messages, and there are fortunately lots of them. Um, accentuate the positive, um, Aren't You Glad You're You, uh, Walk on the Sunny Side, uh, let's see, Swinging on a Star, and a Smile. And uh, the first few times I tried it, those worked great. I'd put on the music, tell her we're going to go get a donut, and then after the music gets going and she's feeling positive, I, and, and we're going to go to the, to the daycare place too. And, but after a while, uh, that didn't work so well, except for one song. And I don't know if you know it, but I think it was in Christmas... Uh, in, maybe, um, when I get worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep, and I fall asleep counting my blessings. When she hears that song, and I start to get her singing those words, she just starts calming down. And I think, I think for her, as a person of faith, so deep inside of her is anchored a sense of gratitude about all of the goodness that God gives to us, not only only in the gifts of creation, but in in many ways. And I don't want you to uh, worry about my mom. People were so nice after the first service uh, saying they would pray for us, that's great. Uh, Families go through lots of different transitions oftentimes and none of us ever know what's gonna happen to us. But I think in some ways my mom's Alzheimer's is a little bit what it's like just to be a regular person. It is so easy to forget the good things and focus on the threats or the harms and let them get all out of proportion, even ones that are real. And so I think Jesus' message is to take control of where we put our focus and to try to train our eyes on what we can be thankful for. The psalmist in Psalm 148 uh, kind of ticked off a long list of things that they said should be praising God and they were the elements of creation. And at the beginning of this season of summer where we're surrounded by a lot of natural beauty, This would be a good time for us to start building a list of things for which we are thankful, including in creation. It may not seem like a big thing, but I believe it really makes a difference. Jesus connects this teaching to seeking first the kingdom and God's righteousness because God's righteousness is founded in an economy of grace and abundance, freely given not just in salvation, but in the gifts of creation. Um, If you get National Geographic, uh, or if you don't, look online. The cover this past week uh, has a picture of water. At first glance, it looks like there's an iceberg coming out of the water, with uh, some of it submerged. But on closer glance, it's actually a plastic grocery bag with the peak coming out of the water, and then the other parts of the bag are underneath the water line. And it's an issue about how plastic is harming, harming our waterways and, and animal life. Um, and I, I think it's a powerful f- picture to look at, and it, for me, is a reminder that when we're grateful, for the gifts of creation, or when we're grateful for any gift given to us, it changes the way we act. It changes the way we think about stewardship, about waste, about being careful and attentive. And Jesus ultimately asks us to live out of a life overflowing with a sense of blessing. And I'd ask us to consider getting started, counting our blessings and living in light of God's blessings. Amen.